everybody. Welcome back to Loki Deadly. We just finished watching All-Stars 5, mm-hmm. and I can just tell you, I get so emotional, baby. <laughs> I'm Cameron. I'm Victoria. I'm Sylvia. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we just finished watching porn. <laughs> You had a little pee sound coming out. I was like, because I think I was gonna say drag race, but then I was like, just say ASI. <laughs> Porn. <laughs> we tend to get a little delusional with these studio lights. They're a bit lower than usual today. <laughs> Look, I always take into consideration that you guys are tall, and just every once in a while, it would be nice, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you got tall friends. <laughs> Um, and you have one short one by you. we didn't ask to be over six foot oh I thought you were going to say we didn't ask to be your friend I mean she just, just showed up out of nowhere I did I, like, okay, I really did hi. our first day of recording she just popped up at the house and we were like what are you doing here she's like oh my god I have an idea that's actually how I met you I was like hey bitch <laughs> she's like um, were you at the magic concert and I was like yeah why and I was like, bitch. <laughs> and then I just started like coming over to their room every single day, even though I was managing like 20 employees. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I used to get in trouble because I would go, I would literally not be in there for like a long time. Like I would, we would just go in there and we would hang out and discuss our feelings and whatnot. And one time my boss was like, um, so marketing came to us and just let us know that you're over there all the time. Wait, she said that we came to you, her? No, no. I was he, like, "Ooh, that's- well, because we had the same boss, like mm-hmm. not it was my boss's boss at the time and it was her direct boss. Oh, and, you know, one thing led to another. We were just all cool. And I so I was in there. <laughs> one day she comes in. She's like, hey, guys, so I know Cameron's in here a lot, but I'm just going to let you know that, you know, you guys have to have the door closed for, for a bit. <laughs> We were all like, I did not think that it was that excessive. Everyone was looking at me. <laughs> They're like, it's your fault, bitch. But I always get it's called out. Here, like- I always get called out for shit like that. It's not even my fault. Shit. I get called out for shit like that all the time at work. So mm-hmm. it don't matter. <laughs> it's like, you just you need to stop going over there for a little bit. <laughs> you know I was why like, too? I don't. Because you're tall. Oh, I so know. So you're very noticeable when you walk into a room. <laughs> And you know my ass. I'm like, well, I just don't get why. Like, what is the reason why you're telling me that I can't go over there? Because I'm not even over there ever. <laughs> He's like, yes, you are. And they're like, here's the video. <laughs> here's the pictures. Uh-uh. I mean, he did get fired. So. He was gross. He was disgusting. So I You ha- egged him on. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you guys had any horrible bosses? Um, I will say that I had a boss who did drugs. Um, do drugs too. God damn. Yeah, that was a crazy ass experience. That was a crazy ass time. <laughs> damn, this turned so dark. She's like, we had sex. <laughs> oh, God, no. oh no. I I don't remember. Because you were high on drugs. Yeah. No. <laughs> it is fucking hot. Like all the time, everywhere. I am too overweight for this. I can't handle it. I sweat walking down the hallway. <laughs> I have to reapply 48-hour deodorant every two hours. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is too hot. And people like, say that global warming is not real. It's real because I've noticed the hot, like, each year it gets hotter and hotter. 
and we're hitting record breaking. Like, think about that real quick. The ice caps are melting. Um, we have a company we work with in New York, and they were like, oh, how's the temperatures over there? It's like 90 degrees. I was sitting there going like, bitch, please. Mm-hmm. It's a hun- it was like 116. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I think this weekend we hit like 123. And I was, he was just like, what the hell? And I'm just <laughs> sitting there realizing how nonchalant I just said that. Like, oh, yeah, we hit 123 degrees. It's like the new norm <laughs> I know. in Arizona. I'm just like, oh, hell no. Sorry. And like just getting into your car is the worst experience oh, yeah. that I would not want to wish on anybody. Because yeah. <laughs> you can't grab your steering wheel. You and like God forbid, like your shirt lifts up and your skin touches the back of the seat. <laughs> well, that's because you have leather seats. I choose after what happened to me with leather seats, mm-hmm. I will never, never get a car mm-hmm. with leather seats again. They look really beautiful, but just the thought of me literally experiencing second degree burns on my thighs again, not not gonna happen. Oh God, it Mm-mm. is it is unimaginable. You have to literally buy, buy a bag of ice just to sit in your car. That's a problem. You, um, I remember you guys baking cookies in the car at one point. Yeah, we baked cookies at my last job. Did you eat them? (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. We passed them around. I fucking eat them. Everybody gets sick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We put a little temperature thing in the car and it got up to 160 degrees with the doors closed. But I mean, it makes a huge difference even if you crack your window open. Yeah, it really does. That I just recently fucking learned. (laughs) (laughs) And it was because my dad left my window open to my car, and I was like, "Oh my god, they're always fucking doing this." Mm -hmm. And then I got in, and I was like, "Oh, Oh, it's not that hot." My god, (laughs) it's only minor. He's all smoking. He's like, "It's fine." (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had the fur cover over my steering wheel Mm -hmm. because I hated that feeling of literally driving with a finger. Mm-hmm. Until my steering wheel got cool, Mm-mm. I'll just be like, I'll, I'll like grab it and let it go. <laughs> oh gosh, hot. this is this is like when I want to move to Alaska, like this, <laughs> like this. <laughs> what is that? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? My outfit? I know no. it's fire. <laughs> so, what are we drinking today? So I bought some soju for you guys. Peach and apple. Do you guys remember trying the like non-flavored one? Yeah, that was was the worst decision of our lives. (laughs) AKA rubbing alcohol. (laughs) Like literally you can use that for hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Just imagine pouring it in their hands. (laughs) Should we take a shot? Let's take a shot. So, okay. So on TikTok, I saw that you're... They're making this mixed drink with um, soju and these like ice pops, but I couldn't find them. What kind of ice pops are they? I don't know, but you, I don't know where you get them. Are they regular ice pops? Because they're no. everywhere. No, they weren't regular ice pops. They were like, they had a, like a weird different name. I haven't seen them before. I tried looking for them at Lily's and they didn't have any. Well, all the ice cream was out because it's hot. <laughs> Everyone fucking bought all the ice cream. <laughs> So, uh, so I, you're you're surprised that during the summer the ice cream is gone. No, during I'm just, quarantine. I'm just sad that like I couldn't bring that drink for you guys. She's she like, got um, all our hopes up for nothing. Um, where the fuck is all the ice cream? <laughs> there was you only chocolate left. And I was like, I'm not mixing chocolate with this. It's disgusting. 
Have you seen those things at the store where they already have alcohol in them and you just like crush them up and it turns into a slushy? Mmm, those daiquiris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Mm. Mm, delicioso. <laughs> Okay, so let's. How much of a shot are we going up to the first line? Uh, to be honest, yeah. I was just gonna drink this out the bottle. That is. No, let's take a shot. Inappropriate. Wow. All right, let's let's do this. Okay. Cheers. Here's to world peace and solving climate change. Woo. Mm. That was good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> I don't know how you could just like get past that. <sighs> oh my god. <sighs> that. It was really good. It tasted like sweet apples. That tasted like peach. Yes. You have apple. <laughs> I know. That's the weird part, bitch. I think mine was mislabeled. Ew, talk to you. That is peach. That is apple. No. Vicky, give me your cup. <laughs> Big ass shot. <laughs> that is peach, right? That's peach. Shut up. No, try it. That is peach. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Because remember, I there, said uh, I don't like peach. That's peach. No. Yes, girl, that is peach. Let me taste yours. Mine tasted straight up like apples. Like you picked them off off the freshest tree. <laughs> my name is Peaches. And, and I'm, I'm the, the best. All the DJs want to fill my chest. Fuck, <laughs> bitch, that was a lie. That's Peach. That's Peach. Um, well, so what's your story today, Cameron? Okay, so I am doing a story today that my dad has been talking to us about for like ever. Yes. I feel like since we started. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, no, I don't want to do that fucking story. Like, I, no. But then, like, I didn't have anything to do. So I was just like, well, let me see if I can find this. Because all he said was that, you know, that, that thing that they found in the canal. Yeah. So <laughs> I literally was looking for it, too. And there's a lot of stories about people in canals. So I was yeah. like, um, can you be more specific? And he was like, yeah, uh, you know. It happened in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to, like, take a look uh, the other day. And when I tell you that this shit is, like, so interesting, let me just tell you. Just kidding. Like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angela Brasso and her boyfriend, Joe Kukowski, spent the day together. In the evening, Angela went for her usual bike ride, and Joe took that opportunity to bake Angela a cake for her 22nd birthday the next day. While Joe was making the cake, little did he know that his life would soon change. It started to get late and Angela still hadn't returned from her bike ride, which wasn't like her. And growing more worried by the hour, Joe decides like, no, this is not like her and uh, decides to call the police and file a missing persons report. Now, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about missing persons reports. Um, you always hear like you have to wait 24 hours before you can report somebody missing. And that's not the case. As long as you've made every attempt to try and contact somebody, mm -hmm. like if you know that they were with family, that you called all of your family and stuff like that, you're able to file a missing persons report. The only thing that does suck, though, is sometimes that is true. But if that person is known to run away, now it's just like, well, they run away before, so they probably run away again. Mm -hmm. Or if they're, if they're a teen, they're always seen as runaways. Yeah. And to top it off, like, I feel like people or not people, but like the police aren't going to start looking for somebody until maybe like the next day or something. So it's not like instantaneous. It's not mm -hmm. like you file a missing persons report and then somebody's like automatically on it, like looking for them. And that was the case for this story. Not necessarily that it took so long, but it wasn't until the next morning that police were beginning to search for Angela. And at that point, 
a call came over the radio that nobody was really expecting. So on the morning of November 9th, police received a report of a body found near 25th Avenue and Cactus Road at Cave Creek Park along the, the bike path there. So in Arizona, where we're from, there's a canal running across the 17 and mm-hmm. people there's there's like this street almost like four bikes and just people like jogging and stuff like that. So and next to that, there's there's a canal and this canal just runs. How long do you think like? It's big. It's so it's big. Long. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's long. <clears throat> so yeah, people ride their bikes along there, and it's. I don't remember it being super well lit. It's not. Yeah, no, it's not. not very well lit. And to get a better understanding of what went on that day, I actually found an article from. Uh, it's called PenLive.com, and it was written by uh, John Lesieu, which details the perspective from the public information officer in 1992, and his name was Detective Leo. <laughs> Speliopolis. So Speliopolis was aware of the missing persons report, but didn't take the call as being relevant to that case because most of the time from the initial call to like an actual event, like it doesn't happen like that. Like normally it's so close together. And it was his job as the public information officer to investigate homicides and like other high profile cases. And the details of this case like called for his attention. So Speliopolis gets in his car and drives over to the scene. So walking up to the crime scene, there were three to four homicide squad teams and they each had about five to six detectives. Two of the lead detectives covered their boots in sterile booties, those little... You know, those paper things that you put over your shoes Mm -hmm. and walked a little bit further until they came upon a nude, decapitated body. Yes. Oh, shit. How long ago did that happen? Um, It was in 1992. Can we take another shot? Yes. This is crazy. Take another shot. I hope you guys have your drinks ready. Yeah, this story requires some... Get your wine, get your shots, whatever you drink. And get your man. Get your Boone's Farm. Mm-hmm. Get your <laughs> Don't Boone's ever Farm. Boone's Farm. <laughs> whatever Strawberry you fields. drink. Cheers get it ready. to the story happening the year I was born. Oh, my God. 1980? 92. Yeah, 92. Well, I thought you said 1980. <laughs> it was a little harder the second time. Because it was not cold anymore. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> So the two lead detectives covered their shoes in sterile booties and walked a little further until they came upon a new decapitated body. Wow. So at that point, like it becomes the police's job to find out like who this person is and look for any clues like around that crime scene. But without a head, it becomes even more difficult, you know, because mm-hmm. in 1992, like DNA wasn't like it was today. Yeah. And it seems like what it was 20, 27 years ago, maybe. Maybe. Wait, how old are you? 27. (laughs) (laughs) Being introduced around that time, it just wasn't as big yet. It was just being kind of like tested. Mm -hmm. So it would still be difficult even to identify a body. Yeah, seriously. On November 20th, police received another insane report in the area by a homeless man. So police traveled to roughly the, it was probably like a, a mile away from the original crime scene um, in the canal and that's where they found the head. It was in the canal grate, and oh. this guy was walking past and just spotted it. Okay, so the time she went... Okay, so what time did she go for a bike ride? It was in the evening. It didn't say a specific time, but she... It was November 8th, right? Yeah, so there, she yeah. went in the evening for her bike rides. And then... Dang. How... 
Like, this is the only thing that I find weird is this crime only took, and they found her body technically the next day, right? Yeah, it was like the next morning. This crime only took like how many hours? Yeah. Like probably under 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And if she goes for a bike ride, y'all, and she normally goes for it, her boyfriend already knows how long she should be gone for. Mm -hmm. I feel like the moment she was gone and it took even like maybe 30 minutes, I would already been worried. Yeah. Like that's just like, I don't know. Maybe it's like creeping me out about how quick everything was. Like typically when you hear stuff like that, it's usually like, a few days, a few weeks, maybe mm-hmm. even a few years, and then yeah. you see the body like decapitated, but literally the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. And it's so it's so crazy because <laughs> I've never really heard about this. Mm-hmm. And like I've driven past that place like plenty of times in my lifetime. And like it's just it's so insane that something like that yeah. can happen and you just don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. So the police find this head, it's in the canal grate, and they pulled it out of the water. The the man who found it um, made a statement that I was reading that the head... So this was 10 days later, and he said the head didn't look like it had been in the water for 10 days. That... Like it was kept fresh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. he said that it, they had, like, freezer marks or something like that. So, like, somebody kept the head and then threw it back in the water. What the fuck? Uh-huh. So God. the police were like, okay, like, this is... This is insane. And at this point, they were able to confirm the body and the head belonged to Angela Brasso. And looking at the crime scene, one of the major things is that her bike was missing. Her mountain bike that she took. It, 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 it's missing. They can't find it. They have mm. no idea where it is. And uh, it seems crazy that a bike can just like, I mean, I guess not that crazy. Like, I guess whoever committed it, like, could have taken the bike. Mm-hmm. But it just seems kind of weird. Was it like a... It was a mountain bike, like a 30-speed mountain bike. Was it like a special type of bike? Because um, I know it was a special a type purple, of bike. I, I believe it was a purple Diamondback bike or something like that. A so, I mean, it wasn't steal, anything crazy. A lot of people yeah. steal bikes in Phoenix, though. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not... Bitch, I got a bike for Christmas one year. <laughs> I left it out one night, and it got stolen. Yeah. Aww. That's what happened with our bikes when yeah. we lived out yeah. in Georgia. That's why I'm as fucked up as I am today, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, to whoever stole my fucking bike, I hope you get syphilis. Well, don't steal my shit. (laughs) So the police were able to confirm that the body was Angela Brasso's. And but there were just still so many questions like what was the motive? Like, where was the bike? And police Mm -hmm. didn't know it at the time, but it would be over 20 years before they would get answers to any of these questions. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just think about the family. Yeah. Could you imagine the boyfriend? Mm hmm. The the family just like mm-hmm. sitting there going like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And, you know, when I do my research, like I I'll look up people just to see and like, you know, her parents are still alive and they're still waiting for, answers. you know, answers and justice. And it's it's insane. And I read that I, I read like a quote from her mom saying, you know, that people People may get closure from it, but she'll never get closure because her daughter is just not here anymore, you know? And it's mm-hmm. it's really sad, like, when, when people have to go through those types of things, yeah. all because somebody wanted a thrill or mm-hmm. somebody was mentally ill or something along those lines, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's scary to think that somebody could just take your life from you yeah. in a second. 
It's time for another shot, bitch. <laughs> By the way, Sylvia's been rigging a timer, making us take a shot every seven minutes. I'm fine with it, but... Here's to world peace. Cheers. Stop I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if it's the soju, but I almost got teary-eyed when you said that thing that her mom had said about the closure. Yeah, it's really sad. I'm all... Well, because you have to think, like, if it if it was you, like, could you just imagine, like, losing a family member in that way? Like, Mm-mm. their head is decapitated and, like, their body has to be identified. Like, mm-hmm. that could be, that would have to be the most horrible thing that somebody could go and, through. And, like, let's keep it real. Like, and then having, like, to hear about it. In the media every in day. Because it was a yeah. huge story. Mm-hmm. And then even still being alive. Yeah. Still hearing about the story mm-hmm. and how it's so, like still out there 20 about years your daughter. have passed and us talking about i'm gonna it. say it i'm gonna say it podcast no yeah podcast covering <laughs> yeah. it moving like a little less than a year later in september of 1993 phoenix was shocked again when they learned of another murder not even a mile away from angela's what in the, the same yeah in the same canal um but this time the body wasn't mutilated and it was left in the canal where it was seen by a passing jogger and reported to the police why are people still jogging? It's dangerous. Yeah, like, you shouldn't. By the canal. Like, wait, is this happening at night? Because first yes. of all, why are... I get it because we live in Arizona. It's hot as hell. Mm-hmm. But at night... Like, but, bring somebody with you. Like, it's especially in that area. Like, I don't... By I don't the canal, know, yeah. But there's a lot of stories by the canal mm-hmm. that you hear all the mm-hmm. time. So I'm like, I wouldn't go by myself. I think like just if you're if you live in Phoenix, like you just know of like these areas that mm-hmm. are just not great. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that they're bad or not to say that people shouldn't live there, but I mean they're just high crime areas. I know you're not supposed to live your life in fear, but at the same time though, like it's you you when you go outside, it's a risk. And yeah. if you know those areas that you're going around in, you're not you're not supposed to be going by yourself. Yeah. So that's just scary though. I mean, even if I lived on 25th Street or 25th Avenue in Cactus, I probably wouldn't walk around outside by myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So police later identified the body as belonging to Melanie Burness, a junior, a junior at Arcadia High School. Melanie had been stabbed, sexually assaulted and left in the canal. Yeah. um, Question. Yes. Was. Angela. Was Angela. Um, was Angela sexually assaulted too or no no okay no okay um not from what they could determine and um so Melanie had taken her bike out the night before and she just wasn't seen again mm-hmm. and of course like her parents freaked out mm-hmm. called the police and when police found out that she was on a bike they looked all over for that 21 speed mountain bike but like Angela's it was nowhere to be found oh my god that's so scary that creepy yeah so this wasn't written anywhere, but I just feel like, you know, uh, as a police officer kind of investigating this kind of stuff, like you would be like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, by stealing gone. it from the- this is like me being childish, but like it almost sounds like he's just stealing it for the damn bikes. Like the fuck? Yeah, I think you'll never even guess, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So at this point, like police had spent months trying to piece together evidence, like any evidence that they could find. Tips were coming in because it, these were like such high profile cases in Arizona because it was scary. Mm-hmm. So 
they were trying to weed through all of those, but most of them just ended up being dead ends. Um, to top it off, there were no witnesses. There was no descriptions of what could have happened, what this person could have looked like. It was probably one of the most difficult things to figure out. So police were able to actually find some DNA on both victims, Melanie, because she was sexually assaulted. So with Angela, they didn't release how they found the DNA on her, but they did find DNA and they were able to connect the victims with the same DNA found. Mm -hmm. So this was one person that was doing it. And for years, this DNA link was all that they had to go on. So sometimes with cold cases, there's just nothing that comes up, you know, mm-hmm. there it's, it's a dead end and mm-hmm. it's so unfortunate, you know, especially back then because they didn't have the technology that they did today. So yeah. I feel like there was just a lot more cold cases back then than there is today. And it wasn't until over 20 years later that this case would jump from cold to hot. So on the 20th anniversary of, On the 20th anniversary of Angela Brazo's death, police announced that they had the availability um, because crime had gone down to put more people on cold cases and to look at them, you know, way harder than what they Mm -hmm. were before. Mm -hmm. And um, because of this, you know, the the media took it again, just started reporting on it and retelling the story. And this led to so many more tips being um, given to the police. Just like magic, they had a suspect. Now, because this is still a waiting trial, police won't release how the suspect came to be on their radar. It's currently in trial? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, so... And I'd just like to point out that people are innocent until proven guilty. You know, we we do this podcast and we try and give the the facts of, of what we know happened and what was reported. Yeah. These facts don't necessarily mean that this person that I'm about to mention committed the crimes. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there before I started talking about him. Police had a suspect and his name was Brian Patrick Miller. He was known in Arizona, not by me, in Arizona as... <laughs> The zombie hunter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know I who I'm talking about? Yes. I remember this because I was like, what the fuck? Zombie hunter? Oh, yeah. hell no. So Brian, um, Brian drove a decommissioned police car and it had the zombie hunter painted on the side. Mm-hmm. So he would attend festivals and offer like meet and greets and stuff in mm-hmm. exchange for a fee. And it was just his his thing that he did. Um, so... <laughs> Brian Miller. <laughs> There's a lot. You know, the sun does some things to people out here. Seriously. <laughs> so Miller lived in the Sunny Slope community for much of his life and told police when they brought him in for questioning that he did used to frequent the bike path along the Arizona Canal. And when police were listing him as a suspect, police wouldn't say how they obtained Miller's DNA except by saying that it was collected surreptitiously, secretively. I did not know what that word meant, so I'm not going to lie. I had to Google it. Um, And that could be things like they were following him. So, you know, it could have been like a cigarette butt that he left behind, bottled water. And police compared Miller's DNA with the DNA that was obtained at both Angela and Melanie's crime scene. And they had a match. So the Arizona Republic actually submitted a public uh, record request, which revealed that genealogy was actually a component in matching brian miller with that's i was thinking the same the DNA thing found at the i was scene. like so maybe it's not him but maybe it's like a familial match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that public uh record request actually revealed emails between the investigation team and 
a genealogist named Colleen Fitzpatrick, and this started around October of 2014. So the emails contained a lot of redacted information. Police were able to provide Fitzpatrick with a criminal profile to help her search. And the Arizona Republic was able to see that there was an email exchange about Ancestry.com and those DNA sites, which, okay, I have never committed a crime, Mm -hmm. but this is exactly why I would never send my DNA to a third-party company, unlike Sylvia, 23andMe. Yes, I did. I did. Well, I mean, I guess, like, (laughs) if you have not committed a crime and you don't intend to, it doesn't matter, but it's just, like... I don't mean being companies. about true crime. Hell no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Fuck that. But then also, like, I guess if your body was like unidentifiable, it could help. Like, identify I mean, yeah, you. that too. But so. there's pros and cons. Yeah. But it's just crazy to me, like that, like Ancestry.com was mentioned, and there was another like DNA company that, like, Twenty Three and Me. It wasn't Twenty Three and Me, but one of those. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's crazy that they could just use something like that to match a killer. Mm-hmm. to a crime mm-hmm. police arrested brian miller on january 13th 2015 as warehouse job at amazon <gasps> so police went to a sunny slope residence where they were greeted by his teenage daughter could you imagine oh my gosh it sucks and police had a search warrant and they executed that search warrant because the because they're still awaiting trial they will not release what was taken but it is known that they did recover a bike that's all that's known about it. So we don't know if it's one oh, of the bikes from the shit. crime. But there was a bunch of stuff uh, located in a shed out in the back. And that's where they pulled the bike from. Ooh, First fuck. of all, bikes are usually located in garages. So <laughs> that's suspect. Yeah. Um, and there, there was actually a lot of speculation that Miller could have been arrested a lot earlier because of previous run-ins with the law. So mm-hmm. in 1986, he was arrested for stabbing a woman near Paradise Valley Mall and was convicted and sentenced to a juvenile uh, facility. What, what the fuck? Why would he stab her? He said he and wanted juvenile? to... Yeah. So he said he wanted to see what it felt like to do something like that. I, I'm sorry, but... So he was 16 years old, and he was sentenced to a juvenile hall facility, juvenile facility, until he was 18. Was this it Durango? Is like, probably. Mm-hmm. There's That's actually what... a juvenile facility on I-17 in Pinnacle Peak. Yeah, it's Durango. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. I thought it was located on Durango. But, um... <laughs> Just kidding. Excuse me. I always got something, so. <laughs> it is really strange that, you know, somebody can be in the criminal justice system and not get flagged. But again, it was the early, early 90s. It was 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how realistic is it that, you know, police would have this run in and then be able to compare? They DNA? would have to have, like, strong-ass DNA. Mm-hmm. But then we also hear, too, about police even having strong-ass DNA and then... The killer's literally walking right in front of them and they just like Ooh, not putting the link. Piss you off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so the other thing was in 2002, he was also arrested for stabbing another woman in Everett, Washington, but he was tried and acquitted of those charges. What? Yes. Okay. Wait, for stabbing? Mm hmm. Excuse me? Yeah. So as of now, the trial has been delayed due to the ongoing pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait to see until a judge deems it okay to continue Shit. with the trial. So for now, justice for Angela Brazo and Melanie Burness will have to be put on hold 
but police believe that the evidence that they have will be able to give their families the justice that they deserve. And that is my story. Are you kidding me? But that how is a crazy, crazy story. That is nuts. Seriously. That but, is fucking nuts. And how crazy is that that my dad has been mentioning this story and it's like still ongoing. Right. Yeah. I yeah. had like a I had like a I didn't really I didn't want to do the story because it wasn't finished, but I also feel like the story does need to be told because it's just not out there mm-hmm. a whole lot anymore. In no, 2015, yes, but in 2020, no. And now is the time where the public really needs to be aware mm-hmm. of this kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, um, Brian Miller has maintained his innocence and has pled not guilty for these charges. And I was looking up this court case and the amount of times that this trial has been delayed and mm-hmm. delayed. Like this started back in 2015 and it's been delayed until 2020. And in 2020, because of the pandemic, it's being delayed again. Okay, this is the one thing that I have now going to the to the court judicial side. Judicial system. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Is obviously we have the right to a speedy trial. If they keep delaying it, it's gonna cause problems, is it not? Well, I mean, if you're innocent, why would you want the trial to delay to delay so you're stuck in jail? Mm-hmm. That they delay it so that you know. Maybe new evidence comes up. There was there's a but hail mary of some a, sort. But they have to have a reason. Right. I mean, trial delays can be because of anything. Yeah. It's, it's actually really crazy. It's pretty if, easy to get your trial delayed, actually. If the, if the like if the lawyers that you have haven't seen a certain document, you can get a trial mm-hmm. delayed. Mm-hmm. Like it is insane. And the amount of times that this trial has been delayed is before that long though. Yeah. Five mm-hmm. years. That that automatically, like, not his case, because again, everybody's proven innocent until guilty. Mm-hmm. But like the actual people who are innocent and didn't do anything, imagine how long they've been sitting in jail. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, let's talk about this. So is he in jail or is he, is he in out jail of right jail? now? Oh, He's in jail. Okay, gotcha. yeah. They're not going to give him bail. So just like imagine if you're innocent, why would you want your lawyer to delay the trial? Right. I would want to be out of jail as soon as possible. No, because he has fired his counsel. He has gotten new counsel. They're submitting all of these requests. Like, it just does not make sense to me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, like, if you do want to delay it, like, there are ways to do it. And it seems like that's what he's doing. Yeah, for five years, you have to be thinking of petty ways to delay your trial. But that's what I'm going back to is even if it's, like, Again, we go back to the speedy trial. Mm-hmm. If you delay it so long, and especially now with COVID, it's like being delayed even further. Won't they just, won't it be like given a reason of this is taking too damn long? Like we need to do this now. And if they can't do this now, like mm-hmm. wouldn't that give them room and opportunity to be like, you know, you're acquitted or mistrial to where he can get out of jail? Um, because because we're do we're like you, you're talking about because of our rights to a speedy yeah. trial. Well, I think if you're delaying it yourself, like that is. But a is different he doing thing. it, or is like the prosecution? No, doing it's it? his lawyers. His lawyers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that probably would be different. They're huh? submitting like all of these requests, and like they ask that the trial not be publicized, like all of these yeah. types of things, which a judge like when you think about it, like. A day, a judge probably hears 20 so, mm-hmm. different cases and they don't have the time to sit there and 
you know, discuss mm-hmm. any possibilities. So they're going to delay it and that they're going to set up a meeting between the lawyers mm-hmm. to figure it out and then come to him with like a decision, those types of things. So it's just, but then, it's strange to me to think about. And in Arizona, like state, like prosecutors and defense lawyers, they have like minimum 60 cases at a time. Mm-hmm. That's and crazy part. Yeah, Arizona so. still has the death penalty, which I'm sure... He's tr- I think I, I I read that he was trying to that his his lawyers were trying to avoid the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So I mean that adds a whole another layer into it mm-hmm. because it's not just about being jailed, but it's about dying at that point. Another thing. So going back to the DNA, like saying that you know a kid it's a match, but it could be a possible match because a family. Mm-hmm. Did they ever like go into his family just to see, like? You know, like get DNA from his family. Well, that's that's the hard part about like doing this is because like the police haven't released any information Mm -hmm. other than you know what what I said today is, and it's because the trial is ongoing. So if they had found it, like because like his daughter may have like submitted something like that, or um, whether they've taken DNA since then is not it's not released yet. Don't they? When you get um, arrested. sent to jail or arrested, don't they automatically take DNA anyway? I'm sure they mm-hmm. do. Yeah, they do. But yeah. they just haven't been willing to, like, release. Not that they haven't been willing. Like, I get why. I get, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing it, too, just to make sure, like. To protect the evidence. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, bitch, when this goes to trial, I'm, I'm. I want to see what happens, yeah. and I think that we'll do an update. Well, it's in Arizona. We might be able to sit in. <gasps> Should we? Oh my gosh, yeah. I will sit in. Okay. Well, we actually can sit in a bunch of trials. Yeah. So, bitch, we should. Yeah, we should. So okay. let us know if you want us to sit go. in on our trial and let you know yeah. what happens. I've sat in. Let's take another shot, guys. Right before this ends. <laughs> Here's to justice. Cheers. <laughs> That's actually really good. Oh, God. That was so good. Both of them are fire. That's but it. So you guys see, like, why this case had me shook. Mm-hmm. From 1992. And it's barely being in trial now. Yes. That but, is the crazy part to, to me. To be honest, That's I how thought fucked it up was our unsolved. judicial system is. That this case was as cold as ice, and then all of a sudden, they have a suspect. Mm-hmm. And what, like, what I was really getting hope- to me is because they won't say, like, what tipped them off to this guy. And Do I you can't know wait to find is? out. He's the, 40. The oh, if he was stabbing Because I'm like, 16. if he's old and they keep delaying it, like, there's a possibility he might not make it. No, he's not that. He's not that old. Okay. Um, Brian. But um, what was the thing I was going to say? Did they also, too, we got to keep in mind with big cases like this, there is blindness. So the moment you get one person that fits just one type of the evidence that you mm-hmm. have, there's like blindness to it, right? Mm-hmm. So because that's all the evidence you have. Yeah, so, so and he's forty six. Oh, did they ever look at other suspects? Or I mean, obviously we don't have the information as yeah. to why they were looking at him mm-hmm. or why they have him. But like, did they look at well, any other suspects? Um, this kind of brings it back to her boyfriend because like he. Initially, like, police, like, was questioning him, but he was super cooperative. He did whatever he could to help. He, you know, submitted to questioning and things like that. He never put up a fight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was reading this article where they interviewed him, and, you know, he said that his... His goal was just to help them find out, like, Mm -hmm. who did this. Which is is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then um, was there any, obviously we know it's Phoenix, but like, was there any other things going on in that area at that time? No, not from what I can find. Like, this was just a, a random day. I think what blows my mind is just like how quick it was. Mm-hmm. And then it was one day. A one day. It took 20 years and we have one. We don't know the information. Typically, we always have information. Yeah. And I think what's even blowing my mind even more is the fact that it's 2020 and it's being in trial now. Mm-hmm. I thought like either it was unsolved, which again would still be bad, but like, mm-hmm. or maybe they've already had someone, this, this has already gone to trial and, you know, he's in jail proving his innocence. But mm-hmm. like, the fact that it's happening now is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, so this family and her boyfriend at the time were just, were, have just been sitting there mm-hmm. hoping for something. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, police are super confident that with what they have will lead to a conviction. Um, that's something that I read when researching. And I think that, Hopefully her parents and like her boyfriend got a little bit of, of oh, hope, yeah. like by, yeah. by there being an arrest, you know, mm-hmm. cause when a case goes cold, it's just like, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I was reading that her mom would not stop like bringing her name up and bringing her name to the media and keeping things relevant, which is exactly what somebody should do when mm-hmm. they, when they want it solved, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think and then the worst part of it is like, let's say you were a parent and that this happened to you is the fact that you don't know what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you and, don't have like a clear, yeah. a clear timeline of events. Why? And we as humans always want to know why. why. And we don't, ha- they, they don't have that. Right. We even don't even have that. Yeah. So it's just like, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. So it was really difficult to decide if I really wanted to, um, talk about it yeah you know there's these two women that were it just seemed to be in the wrong place at the wrong time because you know i i think that there can be an argument versus you know somebody knowingly or like premeditatively committing the crime or it just being a random act and i I feel like it would be a random act because of the amount of people that go in bike paths and Mm -hmm. But at the same time, but like, she would go on a nightly bike ride. That's what I'm saying. It, I'm not saying. But, like, this is what I'm thinking. Is what if she was stopped? Yeah. Not yeah. even knowing. And, right. like, that road, anybody can see who's running up and down on their mm-hmm. bikes all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially so, if you live by there. Yeah. Exactly. And most of the time, people that are running and biking live and in the area. Been, yeah. So it's, like, it's a common a sunny, occurrence. sunny slope around that area. It mm-hmm. is sunny slope, yeah. Yeah, so he might have been driving, kept seeing her constantly. And if Decided I'm not saying, that was his victim. I'm yeah. not saying that it's him, but I'm saying like if he even had that notion of what it feels like, there are people out there who like want to go towards what they want. Mm-hmm. So if he was planning on kidnapping somebody, he had his perfect view of when she was gonna be there. Yeah. So yeah. it's just Oh, this is what he looks like. I encourage everybody to look at this information and um, keep up with the trial and advocate for these people who can't advocate for themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. This is getting so deep. But um, as much as we like to have fun and, you know, we like to keep things as light as possible in these situations, sometimes, like, it becomes our duty and our 
due diligence to to share this information to make mm-hmm. people aware and i think yeah. that that's what i wanted this episode to be about um so pay attention and know what's going on and be careful out there and be yeah. careful and i just feel like even though she was riding her bike at night like anything it as doesn't we mean all you know, should be killed yeah mm-hmm. like anything can happen at any given time you can be at home you can be at work you can just simply be grocery shopping at the end of the day it's just like just be careful keep your eyes open like it's not it's not bad to keep yourself guarded because you want to keep yourself safe it's just Mm -hmm. you know it's just things we have to do now and it's not just even women too men yeah so it's just like keep yourself safe out there be vigilant Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And on that note, we are fucked up <clears throat> because yeah, we, seven minutes passes quickly. We each had a bottle of soju, which has 16% alcohol. No, mm-hmm. percent. Uh, <laughs> am I talking like that? A little, oh a little bit. A little bit. It's very endearing, honey. <laughs> um, yes, and we will see you, hear you, be with you next week. If you like this story and you like us, follow us on LKD Podcast on all social media. And give us five stars, like us, share us, comment. You know, give us any requests if you if you want a story to be heard. And we know who gave us that one-star review now. Mm-hmm. Now we know. We know. We you know. revealed yourself. <laughs> yes. And. Yeah, if you'd be kind enough to... Change that to fuck five off. stars. Just kidding. <laughs> fuck off. If you would be kind enough to fuck off. Say, say bye. 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 <laughs>